Welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. I'm joined by Sean O'Hara. I am John Schmelk. You can find the Giants Huddle Podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms on Giants.com slash podcast and, of course, on the Giants mobile app. Find us, subscribe, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a positive review. You might have heard there's some big news. The Giants have hired a new head coach, Joe Judge. Special teams coordinator for the New England Patriots most recently is the new head coach for the New York football Giants. Sean, I'll leave the floor open to you. Give me a reaction. Okay, well, I tell you what, as a center, I had a couple of jobs. The first one was huddle up, everybody. Set the huddle. So this is kind of kind of feels good to be <laughs> in the huddle here. Um, I used to have to call the mic out, too, and, and tell Richie and, and Snee what to do well, as well. So this is was, easy for me. The mic's right in front of your face. Yeah, so, so we, we go. got Perfect. the huddle up. The mic's right here. All right, <laughs> now I got nothing left to do. Uh, so, yeah, court is in session. Joe Judge, I, I think um, – you know, when you and I were first talking this morning, you know, we didn't know, and the Joe Judge, you know, ruling gets announced, and the excitement I feel like in the building, not just that the Giants got their new head coach now, but it started to build as far as all right, who is this guy? And I think that was everybody's first question was, who is Joe Judge? Where, what program was he head coaching, and where is he coming from? So, um, as everybody kind of peels back the layers of who Joe Judge is. The guy's been successful in, in every one of his coaching stops over the last 10 years. Obviously, it helps when you're with Nick Saban in Alabama and with Bill Belichick with the Patriots. But Kind of good mentors. Yeah, it kind of it kind of stacks the odds right there. Yeah, not bad. Um, and some good coaches to have referring you. If, if Nick Saban is referring you to Bill Belichick, number one, you got to feel pretty good about the endorsement from Nick Saban. But you also got to realize this is a lot of pressure because Nick is basically – putting his reputation on the line to go work with Bill Belichick. I better stand and deliver. But I think for the Giants, what a great hire when you're trying to build championship culture. Why not bring in a guy who used to roll tide and who has rings from Alabama? Why not bring in a guy who was just up with the New England Patriots and won three rings with them? So the championship culture culture is building and I think Dave Gettleman has been trying to build it with young players. And now he's got a young head coach at 38 years old who's younger than Eli Manning to now try to build the championship culture around the Giants organization. I might shed a tear. He's three months or more than that younger than me. This is officially makes me old. Wow. The head coach of the team is older than wow. Makes, I, I got used to the players all being younger than me. Now the head coach is younger than me. I don't know, but I'll give you some biographical information for the people that, again, it's not a name that's out there because he was a special teams coordinator. People don't know, generally speaking, the special teams coordinators around the league, but if you watch the divisional playoff week, wildcard weekend, I should say, Sean, the guy that Bill Belichick was talking to during that Titans game on the sideline, nobody kind of knew who he was. Well, that was Joe Judge. So Bill Belichick has included him on a lot of these high-level decisions on the field and off. And he's a guy that has really been mentored by Belichick. And you know the Giants have a great organizational relationship with Bill Belichick, given his history here. So you know he came with a good recommendation from him. You know, Chris Mara, he, he, he trains horses, all right? A lot of people know that, that he's very involved in all that. And the one thing that you want whenever you're trying to create a racehorse is you want pedigree. Right. Where did that horse come from? What, what is the DNA? What are the genetics involved in that? As a coach, that's what you look at. What is their pedigree? So to have all of that as, look, these are the philosophies that he has been building his coaching resume on. This is how he did it down with Nick Saban. This is how he's doing it with Bill Belichick. And listen, this wasn't 
a special teams coach that was set off to the side and, hey, you just worry about the kicking phase of the game. To your point, this is a guy that when the game was on the line and they were working on game day situations and it's third down, what are we going to do on fourth down? What should we do at the end of the half here? How are we going to handle this particular game situation? It was him telling Bill Belichick on the sideline, hey, here's where we're going to do. Here's what here's what should happen. So uh, for Bill Belichick to be really, and he said this himself, he's been grooming Joe Judge for something like this. Um, I, I think that right there in itself got him in the door. But based on everything that you hear now about the interview, John, it sounds like, fine, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick got him in the door. But once he got in here, he was able to really impress everybody within the building with his plan, with his demeanor, and really with his personality. You mentioned he's 38, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Don't let that prejudice yourself against him. <laughs> it's okay. He's a Northeast guy. That's a good thing. Uh, Mississippi State alumni was a graduate assistant there, uh, was a linebacker coach for one year at Birmingham Southern. Then he went over to Alabama, was a special teams assistant, not the coordinator, an assistant to the special teams coach under Nick Saban, won two national titles there. Then he was the Patriots assistant special teams coach from 2012 to 2014. From 2015 to 2018, he was the Patriots special teams coordinator. In 2019, he kept that title also added the wide receiver coach title. So he has some mystery on defense, just one year at a small school, but still. And now this year, Sean, he had some experience on offense to bring it into his portfolio. Yeah, and I think that's where it's going to be interesting to see moving forward now for the Giants. It doesn't feel to me like Joe Judge is going to be a slash coach. He's not going to be an HC slash coordinator. He's going to be or, the CEO. Right. He His job is, look, I'm, I'm the head coach. I'm going to have an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Maybe he helps out with special teams, but he'll probably have a special teams coach as well, which means that he can really focus on a macro level at running the team, be a CEO. But then also on game day, I'm going to focus on the game situations. I think whether it's end of the half, end of the game, whether it's we've got the lead, offensive play calling, uh, timeouts, challenges, what are we doing? I think that that's something that, that Joe Judge is going to bring uh, that will be an improvement in that area. Um, and then I think when you look at just the fact that, look, the special teams for the Patriots have been a force. They have not just been, hey, look, this is when you go to the bathroom or this is when you grab another beer. They have been an integral part of the success up there. And for the Giants, they blocked a punt. When the Giants went up there on Thursday Night Football, they blocked a punt that Chase Vinovich scooped up and ran back for a touchdown. And it wasn't so, their only block punt of the year either. Right. So it's every week, you know, Matt Slater is downing a punt on the one, and they seem to have an edge when it comes to that third phase of the game. Uh, he's been a big part of that. Pro Football Focus has ranked the Patriots in the top 10 in terms of special teams units each of the last five years. You go back, they had Cordero Patterson be their kick returner for a while. He was obviously right. a weapon for them on kickoff return. So he's had a lot of success. And... Sean, I think a lot of people, when they consider people for the head coaching business, they think, okay, offensive coordinator. Okay, defensive coordinator. College head coach. Not many people think about a special teams coach. And it doesn't happen very often, but we've seen people have success with this. You look at you know, John Harbaugh in Baltimore. He's the special teams coach, and who he hires as a staff is very important. He delegates those responsibilities. Look, he hired Greg Roman this year, completely transformed the team, and he's okay letting somebody run that aspect of it. So as we now see him try to run this team and hire his staff, those people are going to be extremely important as you try to figure out what this team's going to look like. You know, I, I've always felt three brains are better than one. So if you're a head coach and you have 
uh, two really good coordinators and an OC and a DC, you know, now you've got three guys that can be a sounding board to bounce things off. You, you bring up John Harbaugh, special teams coach for the Philadelphia Eagles for nine, ten years, gets hired. He's been through a number of offense coordinators. Marty Morningwig, um, you know, defensively he's been through, you know, a bunch of the Dean Pease was there for a while. And then, you know, you, you Martindale's there now. Wink Martindale. And, um, you know, you mentioned Greg Roman kind of taking over. So, you know, you've kind of – you've been able to morph some of the offensive and defensive philosophies with these different coordinators. So I, th- I think it's a great move. I think the last time that this is, you know, really happened for the giants was when Tom Coughlin was here. And I think that that um, they're kind of getting back to that mantra and that mindset. Uh, but I think the other thing that Joe judge is, is going to bring with him is when you look at Alabama teams, when you hear Nick Saban talk, when he talks football, he's always talking about the physical battle. We're, we're going to win. We've heard Dave Gettleman talk about building a team that can win the physical battle. Look at the draft picks for the New York Giants, all right? In three years in a row, they've drafted a B.J. Hill, a Dalvin Tomlinson, a Dexter Lawrence. That's controlling the line of scrimmage up front defensively. Offensively, they've drafted Will Hernandez. They signed uh, Kevin Zeitler in the trade. You bring in guys like Nate Solar and Remmers and Jalapio, and they're trying to find a way to play physical football. And I think that is what Joe Judge is bringing both from his background with with Alabama and his background with the Patriots. So I guess you already kind of answered this question, but if you want to get into more detail on it, just how do you see his philosophy in terms of how he wants to play defense, how he wants to play offense? Obviously, the like we talked about, the coordinators will dictate a lot of that, but just in terms of tone, what he wants the team to look like on the field. Yeah, that'll be interesting because the defensive coordinator hire will have a lot to say about all of that. I think when you look at the personnel, obviously the Giants have been a 3-4 defense the last two years here with James Betcher. So from a personnel standpoint, that kind of fits. When I look at the Patriots, they have been both. and they Sometimes were, in the same season. <laughs> so in the same game. Yeah. You know, they will morph. And so I think that's kind of going to be interesting to see how they map that out because the Patriots are a 3-4 scheme and personnel defense. But when that wasn't working against the Tennessee Titans this past weekend, mm-hmm. they they shifted into a 4-3 defense and got both outside linebackers up on the line. It almost looked like a like a 6-1, like an old Bears defense. Um, so I think that there's going to be some flexibility with that. From an offensive standpoint, it seems to me that while everybody is focused on the passing game and the college game is about this shotgun passing game and how many times can we throw the football – I get the sense, John, that this offense is going to center around number 26. Saquon Barkley will be the focal point of this offense. And I don't know what that looks like in terms of is the quarterback going to be under center more as opposed to shotgun. But when you look at the running style and what Alabama did with Nick Saban, uh, they always rotated running backs. We just saw two of them get drafted this last year, Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs in Oakland, they split time. You look at the Patriots' run game, they've always had a three-headed monster. It's never just been one running back. Mm -hmm. But they've been phenomenal in red zone offense. They've always found a way to punch the ball in, um, whether it's Rex Burkhead or whether it was was Sony Michelle. you know, so I, I think those are going to be factors that play into both sides of the football. And you, know, you talk about him as a special teams coach. That's a coach that's in front of a huge group of guys each week. There are more guys that play special teams that a lot of times play offense and defense. They have that many guys in the room, and they have to coach guys on both sides of the ball. You have to coach young guys. There's a lot of teaching of fundamentals involved. So those sorts of skills and, and history should benefit when you have to get in front of 53 guys and sell your message to get them to play the way you want them to play. 
Yeah, as a special teams coach, you, you, you're here dealing with all kinds of extremes. You know, you've got offensive guys that have never played defense, so you've got to teach them how to tackle. You've got defensive plays players that have never blocked or never returned the football. So you've got to you've got to find a way to connect with both of those guys, and you've got to do it in limited time. You know, you don't get as many reps. So um, certainly, the fact that he has had success with that helps out. Um, I, I think when you look at this young roster too. When you have a lot of young players, they're all going to find a way to contribute on the special teams uh, aspect. For the Giants, they've had some really good special teams coaches. I, I played with both Tom Quinn and Thomas McGahee, so I'll be really curious to see how that transpires going forward because I think they're both phenomenal coaches. Um, I hope that T-Mac coaching in LSU doesn't get held against him by <laughs> Joe Judge, who was at Alabama for a long time. Philosophically, Sean, just thinking about – Coaches, you know, fans get their hearts set on certain names. There are names that they know. There are names that they don't. And I just think it's important for fans out there that might be like, who is this guy? I never heard of him. Why would you want to hire him? And they're upset. And I think a lot of people kind of have to understand is that there is no set formula for who makes a good head coach. There's no checklist where you say, well, he did this. That means he's going to be good. We've seen great coordinators be bad head coaches. We've seen great college head coaches not be good pro head coaches there isn't a you know tablet somewhere buried underground that tells you this will make a good head coach so and anyone that tells you anybody that's never done a job before they know that he's going to be great at something they're lying to you same people to the if they know they're going to be bad at it they're lying to you also this is going to be a situation where you put a guy in you think he has the right mindset skills and traits to do the job and then you let him do it. And he's going to learn on the job a little bit. Every new head coach does. But it's a situation where he comes from good pedigree, as we've talked about. And he needs to be given a chance to put his stamp on this and build this thing with Dave Gettleman the way he wants to. And I think he, he and Dave Gettleman clearly have to be on the same page already. You know, To come in and sit down and do an interview with the Giants brass and with Dave Gettleman there has to be some sort of, hey, look, you know what, like we think alike or, you know, we speak the same language. Otherwise, th th that would, you know, that wouldn't work out. I mean, basically you're entering into a marriage with the general manager and you're going to spend more time together than you are with your own wife. So there's got to be, uh, you know, a personality to, to the coach when you come in an interview like that. But if you can't come in and in a three-hour time frame impress people who all they do is football, right. then – you know, you're, you're not going to stand a chance in front of players and, and in front of young men. So I think those leadership qualities are, are big. And I think, you know, even though it, it may seem like a small amount of time in three hours or four hours or however long an interview process takes over, but if in that short amount of time you can impress the people that are making the decision to hire you enough for they walk out there and say, man, you know what? We just interviewed five other people before that guy, but that guy – just stood out among all of them. That tells me a lot about your leadership ability and your your personality and your ability to communicate. And obviously, as we move forward, Sean, we'll get more details as to what his staff is going to look like, um, what his program is going to look like. Obviously, he's had this stuff planned out. I'm sure he had a program in place when he presented it at the ownership and Dave Gettleman in the meeting. And this is the stuff that'll be important now. You know, people think about the name. And again, I mentioned there's no formula for this. So how he institutes in the building, what he wants this thing to look like is going to be very important moving forward in terms of how everything's together and will eventually lead to the success of his stay here as, as head coach. You hope that three years from now, you know, you, they're talking about this 
as a monumental hire and that it's changed the, tra the trajectory. And to your point, look, Joe Judge, nobody was talking about Joe Judge as of five days ago. Uh, part of that is because the Patriots were still alive in the playoffs. So timing, just like in any, any relationship, is everything. Because if the Patriots had won that game, he would not have been able to be hired this week. So it would have delayed this whole process, and who knows what could have transpired throughout that. So um, I think the timing of it has been great for both Joe Judge and for the Giants, the fact that he's available and that he can come in right now and start working. Um, I think it's obvious that with the way that Dave Gettleman has drafted the type of players that he's drafting, um, the type of players that they're trying to build, this is a young team, John. You know that locker room, man. When you walk in there, I mean, you, you know, you're checking IDs at the bar to make sure these guys are all legal. Um, but but the, they're also all good guys, though, too. It's a high-character locker room. It is, and I think when you look at how tough the season has been this last year, the fact that, that there really weren't any issues in that, I think speaks volumes about these players. But you've got a young, impressionable roster, and I think that's why this could be a good fit with Joe Judge. And frankly, Sean, I think the way you're talking about his philosophy, what he would like to do, it fits kind of the same type of things that Dave Gettleman spoken about, winning the line of scrimmage, winning up front, being tough, being physical, and it matches the guys in that locker room. You you selected a running back second overall. You want to use him, right? So get behind, run physical, be a physical team offensively. You mentioned all the guys up front on defense. There seems to be a match here in terms of the style that you think he's going to want to play and the guys that are in the building already. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, when when you look at styles and, and to be able to come from an organization with the Patriots that they seem to morph their styles better than any team in the NFL. It, it they can go from a, a run heavy offense to a you know, to a spread you out type of offense um within a week. And and I think that having the ability to see that and to be a part of all that, um, you know, you mentioned he was a passing game coordinator and he worked a lot with the wide receivers. Uh, so he's worked with you know Julian Edelman's and Nikhil Harry. I, you know he worked with Rob Gronkowski. So no doubt he will have some things to share with Evan Ingram and Darius Slayton. Some of these young bucks, uh, even a Golden Tate who who was a former punt returner in college, did a lot at Notre Dame. Maybe he gets to be uh, you know a bigger factor on special teams as well. So I think there's a lot of players. If I'm a young player on this roster, I'm really excited about the fact that I'm going to get to learn from a proven winner. And then finally, as he tries to build this along with Dave Gettleman hand-in-hand, hand, this is a good offseason to do it. The Giants have a lot of flexibility in terms of their cap space. They have another very high draft pick in the draft. They'll probably land a compensatory draft pick as well from Landon Collins leaving last year. So they'll have an opportunity now to put another stamp on this and build it the way the new coach wants them to. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, when you look back to two years ago when the Giants hired Pat Shermer, you know, he was in the NFC Championship game. So they had to wait. So that year, you know, it was it delayed everything. And so yeah. the fact that now... Including finding a staff, by the way. Right. So so now that's going to be priority number one right now, you know, f finalize the rest of the staff. But they're already light years ahead of where they were the last time they had to hire a coach because they're not behind the eight ball. And, you know, while they're focusing on college stuff, too, they can get the staff going get the playbook built, and then start building more to the roster. Yeah, they were tearing down still kind of when Pat Shermer got here, and it's a process. Now they're in year three of that process, and hopefully they can take advantage of it with their new head coach, Joe Judge, coming over 
from the New England Patriots. Sean, we appreciate the time today. Good to have you. Hey, thanks. Thanks for bringing me back into the huddle. It uh, it felt good, and uh, great job handling the mic. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Sean. I'm just following your lead. You make all the calls in the line of scrimmage. I'm just following mm-hmm. you. For Sean O'Hara, I'm John Schmelk. That's another episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. And again, you can find it on all your favorite podcast platforms, on the Giants mobile app, and at Giants.com slash podcast, along with our other podcast offerings, including Giants Rewind with Carl Banks, and of course, our daily show, Big Blue Kickoff Live, which comes your way every weekday afternoon at noon on Giants.com and the mobile app, and of course, on your favorite podcast platforms. For Sean O'Hara, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us on this episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. The Giants have a new head coach, Joe Judge. Stay tuned to Giants.com for all the information and everything about the Giants' new hire.